0: That is right. Welcome back. I'm so excited. This is our last episode. I'm not excited because it's over. I'm excited because it's been a huge blessing to dive into each of these topics with you. If you haven't yet, please check out our previous episodes from this week. They tend to be shorter than my usual episodes. I'm hoping that'll help fit with your busy lifestyle so you can be equipped in your future conversations with unbelievers about the gospel, about God's word, and who God is. You know, the first episode. We talked about giving a defense with gentleness and respect, honoring Christ as Lord. And we really do want to give a reason for the hope we have in him and that hope Founded upon God's word, you know I'm super encouraged personally by Wednesday's episode. Not that the my the biblical episode, uh, the defending the Bible was really a blessing, but that interview with Pastor Chris was really encouraging. So I I really recommend uh, going back to that one and listening to that interview uh, and and being encouraged by his answers uh, and encouragement. So um, I also want to apologize for the wrong link in that episode. I'm really sorry. I put the wrong book in there. So So uh, the first book was not a sound book, and I've replaced the link with a sound book that I was actually intending on putting in there. So uh, let's pray and get into this episode. Father, I thank you again for everybody who's listening to this episode as well as just the opportunity to dive into this topic with them. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, fill us with your spirit and the knowledge of your son, uh, that we might defend our faith in you well. Uh, Lord, help us to understand that uh, we don't have to prove you. uh, You prove yourself worthy, Lord, and faithful. uh, But instead, we give a defense for our faith faith and to honor you as Lord. So, Lord, I pray that you'd fill us with your spirit as we do give that defense and help us to understand, um, to have confidence in the reality that you exist and that you've written your word, uh, your law on our hearts already. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first half of this episode is going to be dedicated more to understanding God's word uh, about God's existence and his moral law and that in relation to unbelievers. And yes, Scripture does cover that. So if you're an atheist listening in or an an agnostic, you would identify yourself that way. Uh, This part might be... Uh, you know irrelevant to you or at least seemingly irrelevant but i hope you'll listen to it as uh, you'll gain a better understanding of uh, how christians believe in god's existence and really that he always has existed so let's dive in here the first uh, topic here in this episode the two things people experience that prove god's existence and let's go ahead and dive in um The first thing that uh, people experience is creation creation reveals God's nature. Well, how does creation reveal God's nature? Well, it reveals a few things about himself. Romans 1, 19 through 21 uh, explains that for what can be known about God is plain to them. He's talking about Gentiles because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived Ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Interestingly, there's some legal language going on here, and you can do some research on your own if you desire. But the legal language on that, they are without excuse, kind of shows this charged emphasis that, legally speaking, uh, there is no excuse for a man uh, to uh, basically deny the existence about god uh, unless there's a hardened heart involved truly god has made himself known and uh we have a foolishness in ourselves if we deny that doesn't mean that we're not worthy of love from the lord it just means that we have denied him in our hearts Now, getting on to this moral law, uh, this is the second uh, thing that people experience that proves God's existence, the idea of a conscience. And again, Romans talks about this. We'll get to that verse in a second. But the point is that everyone has a conscience, which means that everybody has a moral compass. Conscience means with knowledge. So internally, God's actually written this internal moral law on our hearts, uh, and it can either... Get obeyed to, I guess that's the wrong wording for it, but it can either we can either obey it or we can distort it and repress it. So Romans 2, uh, 14 through 15 says, um, and I won't read the whole thing, I'm just going to uh, kind of paraphrase a little bit, but uh, for when Gentiles who, who don't have the law, By nature, do what the law requires. They are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. So even people who have not heard the gospel, who don't have any religious beliefs, maybe even, they still have a nature in them from the law, God's moral law. And in 15, it says they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness. And their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them on that day when, according to my gospel, Paul says, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So I guess I did read the whole thing. But basically, the point is that um, everybody has a conscience. Everybody has a witness in them from God's moral law, even if they deny that. Such an encouragement to you that when you're talking with somebody about these things, That they already have a conscience and we actually speak to that conscience and hopefully God will use that. I believe he will. Now, uh, everybody isn't as bad as they could be. It's interesting because when people have a conscience, uh, they can either disobey it or obey it. Now, an important uh, disclaimer here, obedience to conscience does not equate to salvation. People aren't inherently good. Them doing something right in life doesn't mean that they're saved or that they have goodness. It just means that God is giving them the grace in that moment to make a, a quote unquote right decision Uh, based upon the moral compass that they have inside of them. Uh, Now, God's common grace withholds us from doing the worst that we can do. So it's not a question we're going to answer in this episode, but um, why does God allow evil in the world? The irony is that the world could be a lot worse, so much worse than it is right now. And God's common grace withholds us from doing the worst that we could do. Uh, But it also allows them to experience God's goodness uh, without knowing him yet, ironically. As well, So God's good in that. So it really is an encouragement that God's given uh, even people who don't know him a conscience to bear witness to them about God's moral law. And truly we can use this uh, as evidence for them of God's moral law. Code or moral law. Uh, you know, Ray Comfort does a really good job of using this as he shares the gospel. He's got a YouTube channel that he uses to show all of the different conversations he has with people of all different backgrounds. And it's a really encouraging gospel presentation, not the only kind that you can do, but a really encouraging one. I encourage you to check it out. So now the question is how do we defend these things? Uh, how do we actually, when we're in a conversation, like it's important to know these things personally? That's what the the first part is for is understanding these on our own. The second part is defending them. Well, one of the important things, especially about um, uh, God's existence as as revealed through creation, is uh, you know the evolution, uh, the evolutionary theory may come up, and it's important that we should be we should be studied in this area at least in the basics. But we have to be careful about the the rabbit trail that evolution can be. It can really spark all sorts of debate and. Really, the focus or the sola solas, I think it's called, uh, should be in our conversations with them. Uh, we should try to gear the conversation, if we can, toward uh, really the heart issues going on and, and, and what they believe and not necessarily what science says and doesn't say. It's important to understand what science says, but it's not the key here. Um, the second thing there is uh, understanding their... It, their denial, if any, of their conscience. And so uh, it's important that we ask good questions and encourage them to consider what we're presenting to them. Uh, We should consider what they say, too, but only to the point where there's any truth involved in what they're saying. That way, we can find common ground. Now, the second thing here uh, is getting to the end of subjectivity. Uh, Their personal experience, it does not define morality. However, they may be convinced it does, but instead of ignoring their definition, help get them to the end of their definitions working, meaning uh, get them to the end of their reasoning behind why they believe what they believe if it's not a biblical belief. It's not about being right. It's about asking these good questions out of love and actually presenting the truth of God in an attractive way. And the point there is actually getting to absolute truth and getting hopefully uh, helping them arrive at the conclusion that they need to also believe in absolute truth. Because truly, um, if they don't have any any sense of absolute truth, it's going to be very difficult for them to understand uh, God's moral law uh, and his existence. So and just if it doesn't go well, if they totally flat out deny absolute truth, um, just pray for them, uh, pray for them uh, and ask if you, if you can pray for them. And if they don't want any prayer, uh, you know, you can bid them farewell. But, you know, just prayer is a huge part of this. And I encourage you to just uh, follow the spirit's leading in that. Well, that's it for this episode and this series. Again, check out the other episodes if you haven't. They're 10-minute episodes as rapid-fire as I can on each topic. And this is in the post reel as well, but if you do have any questions or comments, especially on this series, go to establishedinthetruthpodcast.wordpress.com. That's establishedinthetruthpodcast.wordpress.com. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. (laughs) You know, we have listeners from all over the world, and we just desire for all of you uh, and myself to be encouraged and equipped in our walks with God. What a blessing that is, and we pray for God's grace in your life. We hope you'll join us in our next episode on Established in the Truth.